Mind reading. We are talking today about mind reading. I think we all do this. Am I reading your mind? Do you imagine what someone else is thinking and tell yourself a whole story around it before you find out what they are actually thinking? Well, today we're going to talk about when mind reading doesn't work, when it does work, and how to do it. Welcome to the What Could Write Go Right podcast. My name no, wait, is. Anna. Wait. Can I read your mind? Yeah. You're going to say, My name is Emily Orton. Yes. And I'm going to say, My name is Eric Orton. But and then, then I'm going to say, Here we talk about personal growth, family connection, and raising adult kids. You totally read my mind. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm reading your mind. <laughs> oh, Eric is so good at this. Okay, mind reading. Maybe we don't always think of it this way or talk about it in this way, but this could be such a big problem. It is for me. I used to like to think of myself more like a detective. And I would say like, well, I know the circumstances around this situation or scenario. I'm reading your body language. I'm reading your tone. I'm reading your facial expression. I'm putting all of the information together in my mind and coming out with a conclusion. I'm gonna give you now an assessment of what you're doing and why you're doing it. And some people call this gaslighting. <laughs> when someone else tells you what you're thinking and feeling and, and why you're doing it, um, it doesn't generally work out very well for me. All right. So can I, I want to share an example of what you're talking about. Okay, let's I, it hear just it. popped into my head. That's why I was jotting a note here. So when we wrote our book, Seven at Sea, and if you're new here, we have a, it's an amazing book. That's so Tr good. It'll change <laughs> your universe. Just, you can read the just, reviews on Amazon. Yeah. Just go to Amazon or any, any distingu they say it all. Ding distinguished place where books are sold. Seven at Sea. So we were writing the book and we wrote it together, which was hard even harder than living on a boat together for a year true story so we did this we were having a tr trouble getting on the same page we were remembering things differently we were talking about experiences and from a totally different perspective and we did this exercise where we said okay let's write down some of the key moments that we plan to include in the book now let's rate on a scale of one to ten how we experience them you know like ten being really positive and zero being really terrible mm -hmm. and being the nerds that we are we then graphed this you know like all the experiences and then our responses and there was a line for Emily and there was a line for Eric and they were completely opposite if you can you know if you're if you're not watching this on YouTube and you imagine two lines that are just like whenever we got to the the same thing that for me was like a high and a win Emily was like oh well it was like might be okay or it could be really terrible and so Anyway, the point being that we can experience the exact same situation in opposite ways. And so to know what the other person is thinking when we're having our own very unique and probably different experience is very hard. So um, that's a free tip. Like we didn't even come into this podcast planning to share that idea, but it is, has been really helpful for us to say, well, how was that experience for you? And I mean, Get nerdy. It could change, change, create your own graph. It and could, <laughs> even if you're just saying like, how was that for you? That, that dinner, that whatever, then we can say like, Oh, for me, it was really great. And for me, it wasn't. And now let's, now we can talk about why we have all this room for conversation. But yeah, that was huge to recognizing we had totally opposite experiences while we were 
literally like five feet apart from each other for one year. And it still <laughs> happens. Like we'll do a, we'll do a keynote or we'll, we'll have an event and we'll I'll come away like, that was so amazing. That was perfect. And you'll be like, nope, that was like the worst. Uh, I don't know if it's the worst, but yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have anyway, those kind of experiences. Okay. So, um, you're going to talk about imaginary spouse. Yeah. So, um, at church, I've been asked multiple times over the decades to teach a marriage and family relationships class. And I love teaching that class. I've been studying marriage and family relationships since I think I was like in the sixth grade. Um, and so it's a huge love of mine. And in this class, somebody raised his hand and he started explaining this situation where he will do something or something will happen and he wants to talk to his wife about it and he'll have the whole conversation in his head and just like play it out where he says one thing and then imaginary wife says something back and then he says something and imaginary wife says something and for whatever reason in his mind imaginary wife was always um, more disappointed and more discouraged and you know just more kind of of a bummer than Crit- critical and negative yeah critical and negative than real wife and he said i just discovered that i'll, I'll play it out in my head and i'll and i'll think that my wife is going to have all these negative responses but then when i bring it up in real life my real wife has a completely different response than the one i was anticipating and it's usually more open and more loving and more positive and I thought, what an incredibly astute insight, especially for someone who is still in the very first couple of years of early marriage and to figure that out and to recognize how important it was to actually have a conversation with the real person and find out what they really think instead of making assumptions and how much better that is for the marriage. And I have to say, of all the wives I know, myself included, wives love to know what their husbands are thinking. And so if you can set up the situation just a little bit, and one of the things that my husband does to help me uh, prepare me is if he might say, I don't know what you're going to think of this, or I don't know if you're going to like this, or this might be disappointing to you, suddenly I calm down and I'm ready to listen with empathy and an open heart because he's he's prepared me for something like that. So I don't know I, what your experience is between imaginary wife and, and real wife, but <laughs> I'm going to say it doesn't always go in the positive, but it is always better to find out what your real spouse actually thinks than to make a guess and then decide what action you're going to take based on your imagination of what they'll say. So, and I'd love to share a technique you might want to try. This is a fun game that you can play. If you're going to mind read and we're all tempted to do it, first of all, I'll say we first talk about mind reading on this podcast. If you want to go back to episode four, we do give a nod to mind reading. Uh, so you yeah, can mind reading with your kids, which I was terrible. I mean, did a lot as a yeah. mom. This episode and episode four pair nicely, as they say at restaurants. So, um, but if you are going to mind read, here's one way that we've found to do it that actually is really helpful and kind of fun. It goes like this. I'll say it to Emily. 
I want to tell you what I think you're thinking. Yeah, you say, let me try mind reading. Let me try and read your mind. And she's like, okay. (laughs) And then I start to describe what I think she's thinking out loud. So here's the difference. Rather than mind reading and keeping it to myself, which is destructive and I think dangerous, saying it out loud to her is a great way to get it in the air, get it in the room and make it real. So as as soon as I start to say, I, here's what you're thinking. And I describe it to her. She knows immediately. Yes, no, sort of close, hot, warm, cold. And all of a sudden she's able to, she might not have known what she was thinking up until this moment, but because I've put something out there, she's able to zero in and say, here's what I am thinking because it gives her something to bounce off of or push against. And so in this case, mind reading out loud is a way of starting the conversation and getting to actual thoughts, actual feelings, and hopefully actual progress. And it and it keeps it light. It's kind of fun. And I was like, okay, let's see what Eric thinks is going on right now. And he does this uh, with me sometimes, and he does this also with the kids. And sometimes he's pretty dead on and gets it right. And sometimes it's completely off. Like... Maybe I'm sad about something and he thinks it's one thing. I'm like, oh, it's actually completely unrelated to that. I just have this other thing going on in my heart right now that, you know, I got a text and I'm thinking about it, whatever it is, and he may not even know. And then we have a conversation about it. So I think exactly what you said is that when we mind read or imagine what someone else is thinking to ourself, that's not good right like it doesn't that's bad it doesn't help us and it's disrespectful of them so it's a bad strategy it's not an effective strategy but when you like what you said you just bring a little lightness a little humor and some care and empathy to the situation and say let me try to understand where you might be coming from i'm going to try to imagine i'm in your shoes and having your experience and this is what it looks like maybe from your perspective tell me where i'm wrong and, and actually, this is not to get all geeky, but this is actually a really great sales technique. Mm. In the business world, um, you can walk, a good sales technique is to walk into a sales meeting and you say, here's what I think your problem is. Here, and tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah, let me, let me outline it and for you. And because you're trying some. to get to how I can help you, as a, you know, if, if you're doing sales, you say, Here, here's what I think you're up against. And then they say, actually, yeah, that's it. Or they might say, no, here's, 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 what, here's our actual issues. Then as a salesperson, you're able to say, okay, I think we may have a solution for you. Now that I understand what your real issue is, here's how I think we can help. Or you might say, if that's your problem, we're not your people. Y- you know, and that, I don't mean to like try and crisscross too much into marriage and family, but this can apply in a lot of settings. Yeah. In your marriage, in your job. And so, you know, you, if, if you work with people at all, you can use this in the workplace as well and say, Hey, here's what I think. If, if I'm guessing at what you're struggling with or what, what the challenges are for your project or whatever it is, this is a, it's a great tech. And then they can say, actually, no, or you're close, or here's how it is a, a variation of what you're describing. It's just a great way to clarify a situation. 
at work or at home. I love it because it does show empathy. It shows you've put in some thought and some effort into considering what the situation is. That you're trying to understand. That you're trying to understand. And it also, um, at the same time, is an invitation for the other person to give you more clarity. It's not you coming in saying, I know what the problem is. It's you coming in saying, I've thought about it and I think this might be what's going on. Can you help me see this more clearly? And, and on the receiving end, it's sort of flattering and, and, it's, and, and a little bit fun. Because whenever you're like, hey, I'm going to try and read your mind, I was like, she's thinking about me. She cares. And then it's a little bit of a game. Like, I'm, And sometimes Eric will literally just put his hand on my head and close his eyes like he's clairvoyant or he's like... And I wear a turban. No, he's <laughs> gathering information as the brainwaves flow from my head through his arm and into his mind. Professor Quirrell kind of thing. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, don't mind read to yourself. Don't imagine what someone else is thinking. But if you're going to be willing to have a conversation with them, you can say, I wonder if this might be what's going on in your mind and heart. Let's talk. Now, dear listener, to, to wrap us up, if I were to read your mind, here's what I think you're thinking. You're thinking, man, what I really want to do is go on an adventure trip with my family for a month or more, and I just don't know how. I'm stuck. How can I figure this out. If that's your problem, we want to help. Is it okay if I make this? Yeah, yeah. We've done it um, many times with our family, once on the sailboat for about a year. And then um, that opened us up to know how to do it again and again. And it made our family uh, closer going through so many intense experiences together. It's expanded our memories. And by that, I just mean when you do the same thing over and over again, those can also be good memories, and we need those kinds. But when you do something that's new, it holds its place, and it stretches out time a little bit. And we just um, all got to grow on our own and grow together. So we we know what we're talking about. We know uh, the benefits, and we know the obstacles that come up to actually going through with something like this. And so we would love, especially the sign up uh, for a chat, a one-on-one personal video chat, eyeball to eyeball with you talking about your concerns and your hopes and figuring out how to get your family across that threshold of doing the great things you have in mind for them. So yeah, hop on the call. They're totally free totally free. We just think that they're so worth it. We, we want everyone to discover what's possible in their lives. I would love to have a chance to read your mind. That's really <laughs> what it is, selfishly. So no, we'll go over a few questions. We'll take 20, 30 minutes. And I think that in that time, we can help you launch um, what will become your first family adventure that is, you know, you don't have to quit your job. You don't have to do anything drastic. Just get out on a family adventure for a month or so or more. And uh, hope that will be the first of many. We'd love to help you along that path. Yeah, and honestly, most people never even start. Most people never even get that far to entertain the idea because they get stuck in the obstacles of not knowing how to make it happen. We just want to blow past that and and literally give yourself that that edge and that advantage of actually starting and actually articulating what it is that is going to be awesome for you and your family. Two things I want to say here. First of all, to schedule this, go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery. There should be links below. And links below. I'll say this. We were on the phone with one of our coaching clients a few months ago, 
and he was trying to read his boss's mind because he wanted to go on a one-month road trip with his wife and four kids. They wanted to do multiple of these, but this was the first one. And he said, I think this is how the conversation is going to go with my boss and HR. Guess what? And it was going to go like, no, we can't do that. We don't do that. If you, you don't need to be here, then probably yeah. you should be fired. If that's what you want to do, then you either need to quit or we're going to fire you. Well, guess what actually happened? They said, what a cool idea. What a wonderful thing for your family. We'd love to try and figure out a way to make it happen. And, and they did. And they did. And he set a new precedent within his company and his his colleagues were inspired to do some, to do something similar and they're now working to kind of have each other's backs for these longer trips. And so that's a classic example of imagining what the other person is going to say and then being scared to have the conversation. And we encouraged them to go ahead and have the actual conversation. And when they did, it turned out way better than they thought. That's a classic example of what could go right. So what could go right? Don't mind read, have the actual conversation forward slash discovery. Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to the What Could Go Right podcast. Talk to you again soon.